Hello everybody. This episode is going to be about the mental health industry and institution. Uh, how people with mental health issues overcome their challenges. And the role that the institution plays in that and how it can help and the opinions on it that I've heard from many, many people with mental illness. So the first criticism I hear of the mental health industry is that they are too expensive and too inaccessible. And that is obviously true. I don't think that we can totally deny that aspect of it, that no matter what you say about the care, it's not accessible to every person who needs it. And that has to do with just the scarcity of resources and just, you know, reality, how many mentally ill people there are and how hard they are to treat. However, the second criticism that I hear that I have a big problem with is that psychiatry is bad because you end up with too many medicines or you end up like a zombie, a zombify, or you end up a totally different person than you were before. And so a lot of people are, even though when you have mental health, you know, you don't really understand when you have bad mental health, I have a bipolar type one, actually, which is the worst kind. Um, they switched my diagnosis from type two to type one because I went to inpatient. I wasn't involuntary, but even though I was a voluntary inpatient, the point is that it was severe enough. So yeah, bipolar type one, and you, you know that you're broken. But you also worry that psychiatrists fixing you will just turn you into a zombie. Because it's hard exactly to articulate what exactly was broken about me. Um, I would talk really fast. I would go a million miles an hour with logic and reasoning and argumentation, argumentation. And then I would not let other people respond. I would stay up for three days straight. It's like I was on meth or something. I've never done meth, but I hear that it's as if I'm on meth from people who used to do meth. <laughs> like, don't sleep, all that kind of stuff. And people want to fix you. So, you know, it's all social. It's all social because if I was in a, in a, you know, if I was in a, maybe there's a jungle tribe somewhere where I would have been a shaman, like in, like a drug shaman or something and told people about the gods and things while tripping or something like that, you know, because I would uh, stay up for three days straight and I would be like pretty much psychotic. But I never... My psychosis, when I get psychosis, it comes from paranoia. And 
you have to realize that most mentally ill people, it's they're paranoid. So they're really worried about other people hating them or thinking something bad about them, no matter how long ago it was. And they worry that people are coming for them. Like the whole world's coming for you. The whole world wants to kick your ass. And so you're in that mindset. And then the psychiatrist wants to fix you. And it's easy. A lot of people get defensive in that scenario. Because it's like, well, fuck you. Like, I don't want to change. So... You know, it's like, what crime did I commit? Like, call me when I'm a criminal, right? Like, when a judge tells me to see a psychiatrist, then I'll go. That that was my attitude for a while. Um, and, you know, it's the attitude of many people I know who have mental illnesses. It's like, well, I'm broken when I say I'm broken, not when society says I'm broken. So who cares if I act weird? Who cares if I talk too fast? Who cares if I can't hold down a job? Who cares? Like that's capitalism's fault or that's this is fault or that's that fault. But what I've realized is that I actually was sick. And that's why psychiatry is good. And you should listen to psychiatrists and go to psychiatrists because I was sick. Like, there was something, like, I wasn't able to function because of an imbalance in my brain. And for me, it cycles constantly. So I'm, like, acutely aware because I it cycles, like, once a, like every, like, three weeks or one month. I would go, like, three or four days without sleeping, and then I would sleep 20 hours, and then I was, like, pretty much more or less normal the rest of the time. Because I was already on an antidepressant, so I wouldn't get the depressed phases like I used to. But it used to be total cycle. And, you know, so sometimes you do end up on a combination of medicines, but it's because they assist each other or because they undo the other one's side effects. So, for example, with bipolar people, if you take an antidepressant, it can make you manic. So it takes away the lows, but it makes the highs go way higher. So then you take another mood stabilizer that brings the lows down, and then you're on two, and then you need another one for something else. So you end up on, you know, pills, and there's a lot of stigma about it. Like, oh, like I'm on all these psychiatric pills. And so I'm fucked up. And, you know, sorry for the profanity, but that's pretty much how society treats you. Like, you're fucked up. Fuck you. That's pretty much how society treats you. And there's a... I'll, uh, on the YouTube upload to this, I'll link in the description a lecture by a Stanford professor that I've already talked about on the channel. I haven't mentioned it here, but anyways, basically, I bring it up here only to mention that he talks about how in no society anywhere is there tolerance for the mentally ill. Nowhere, like in, even in the most primitive hunter-gatherer tribes, like if you're mentally ill, especially with like, not, not mentally ill, sorry, scratch that, schizophrenic. There's no tolerance for schizophrenics. Whereas like, you know, bipolar or something, that can be more subjective. It's all about how much it harms you. 
So a schizophrenic, their brain is so out of order that they can't think straight. And I was always able to think straight, at least, too straight sometimes. And the very thinking was what my problem was, because you end up getting all paranoid and and stuff and antagonistic. But you can't just look at the pills and think that they, <clears throat> that they're going to turn you into a robot. If they do, just stop taking them. It's like nobody is going to make you take them for the rest of your life if you don't want to. So if you don't like the medicine, you just tell your doctor that and say, I don't want to take it. I'm not taking it. And then instead of stopping, like, don't see the psychiatrist anymore, you just tell them that and then they'll give you something else. And then you try that. And if it doesn't work, you try something else. And the point is that they can help you. I think that modern society, especially like modern capitalism, where you have to be in the same place every day at 7 a.m. You know, for me, it was like, well, then I'll just never sleep because I can't fall asleep when I want to. I barely sleep anyway. So if I have to be somewhere at 7 a.m., that means that at least two or three times a week, I'm going to be staying up until five on accident. And then like once a month, I'm going to be staying up all night and then coming to work on no sleep. Whereas if I can just crash when I want to and work when I want to, I work all night and then crash. And then some other days I'll work all day and then crash at night. So ever since working remote, it's been a lot better. But, you know, it's hard to hold down a job when you're bipolar and all that. And that's even after you're medicated because, you know, it's not like the medication is some like magic savior. You know, it's not like the med the, the pills aren't Jesus, right? So you have to um, realize that there's always going to be limits and the burden is ultimately going to be on you. But at least when your brain is like not totally broken, it can help you out. So the stigma is stupid. It's just dumb. It just doesn't make sense. Like if someone has a stigma against people with mental illness or, or people who do this or that, or they have a stigma against psychiatrists, just interrogate them. Like, ask them, why, why, why? And you'll realize that they don't actually have an argument. Because it's usually going to be based on anecdotes or some historical account from 100 years ago. Not literally 100, but, you know, the fields change so much. The medicines that they have now, like the atypical antipsychotics, for example, are so much better than what came before. And the other, the third reason I, so I'll just quickly touch up on why people are biased or prejudiced against psychiatry and mental health institutions is because of the Xanax era and the benzodiazepine era where they got everybody hooked on Xanax. Um, on accident, on accident, but still, and they overprescribed benzodiazepines. And now they underprescribe them, so yeah. The point is, like, oh well, they learned and they changed. Like, it, it's kind of like not seeing your doctor anymore because of the opiate epidemic. Like, oh yeah, like there were some doctors prescribing way too much oxy, so now we don't trust doctors anymore. It's like, no, no, that's not how it works. Screw that. 
So yeah, I think you have to realize that the field is advancing. It's in the dark ages also, like bipolar and schizophrenia. Like schizophrenia, that Stanford professor says, is clearly many different diseases. And so is bipolar. Like there are many different diseases, but you just look at the symptoms. And there's a lot of shared symptoms between mental illnesses that are not the same at all. At all. Like some of my symptoms mimic those of schizophrenics some of them but i have it's like completely and utterly different from schizophrenia you know like i don't hear voices and things but i have paranoid delusions it's just like a a similar symptom just like how you can have a sore leg from maybe you were in a ufc fight yesterday or maybe you have leg cancer you know it's like the sore leg but the same medicine can treat it the same medicine can treat the same symptom Um, some of the bipolar medicines like Lamotrigine, uh, treats epilepsy. So you have one treating seizures and it also treats bipolar. You can tell something's just wrong with your brain mechanically. Something is mechanically wrong with your brain. Um, and it is outside of homeostasis because it leads to incredible amounts of distress and neuroticism. So it's not homeostasis that's why you're broken it's because your mind is not at peace basically and you don't even know what it's like to not be mentally ill when you're mentally ill so you don't understand like they want to change who i am they want to change what i am because you don't understand what it's like to not be mentally ill so it's like well what do you guys trying to do to me with all these pills what are you trying to do to me and if they're just trying to make you a good little worker bee so that you can help the system then yeah fuck them don't listen but that's not what they're trying to do they're just trying to make you less distressed all the time um and then obviously if you have committed a crime or something then there's a whole if you've committed a crime i i hope that this episode i mean you shouldn't even be you should already know that you need help this is for people who don't commit crimes but are mentally ill like me so yeah um basically the main thing is that you don't lose your identity in my experience. It changes your behavior patterns, but it doesn't change your soul. Nothing can change your soul. Um, you will have different behavior patterns and a different personality, but that's not you. Your personality isn't you. And if you don't, you know, I mean, you can meditate if you don't believe that. So yeah, a lot of things will change. A lot, most of your behaviors will change. You won't be as neurotic and upset all the time if you're bipolar. And you won't be as suicidal all the time either. I used to alternate between king of the world and suicidal every month. And yeah, I mean, like, that's who I was. But, you know... It's kind of a serious decision to make the choice to change yourself with medication. 
because you're changing your brain. You're not changing your leg. It's not like your sore leg. It's your brain. You're changing your state of consciousness. These pills affect your state of consciousness as if you're under the state of a drug. Like when I took, uh, I only took Seroquel a couple times. And then like all these medicines, like they change your state of consciousness. So it's kind of a serious decision to decide to take one. And so I hope that you will know when you need help. Hopefully you don't have to go all the way down to rock bottom. Or God forbid, commit a crime, which is like below rock bottom. Um, commit a violent crime, you know. But as the Stanford professor said, a mentally ill people, schizophrenics even, are less likely to commit crimes than normal people. Because I think that the reason why that's the case, at least for me, is like, even though I was really angry all the time, it was always at myself. Like, And you're angry at other people for judging you because you hate yourself. And so you feel really judged. So at least for me, like, everything is always insular and coming down on me. And in the end, I only ever blamed myself. In the end. Even if you go after people for judging you because only you have a right to do that it's like okay i can decide that because i'm bipolar i want to change my behavior but you don't get to decide that because you have because i haven't committed a crime so other people don't have a right to tell you that you're like bad or crazy and condescend upon you right and talk down to you they don't. That's what that's what that's what pisses me off. It's what pisses mentally ill people off is people start talking down to you like, oh, you're more likely to commit a crime now. Uh, no, we're less likely, actually. So because we've been diagnosed, we're actually less dangerous to you, at least more dangerous to ourselves. But that doesn't concern your ass, you know. And so people will immediately start talking down on to you, condescending you and also like, oh, like this person has less legitimacy. So like, oh, like if you were like, don't be the CEO of a company and don't do this and don't do that. If anyone knows, how do you buck that trend? Well, you just prove them wrong. It's like, dude, you're, you're just an idiot. You're just a, you're just a bigoted idiot because you're living in the dark ages of mental illness. And so you're a bigot, just like everybody living in the dark ages of anything was a bigot. At least unless they want to think about it. If they try to articulate and look at data, look at data, don't do confirmation bias where, oh, I know somebody who had a schizo friend who blew away a bunch of people. Yeah, I know somebody who knew somebody of any kind, you know. It's like, oh, yeah, well, I know some, you know, I know some Trump supporter who tried to kidnap the governor of Michigan. So let's screw all those guys. It's like you don't do that shit. So, yeah, if you can't handle the profanity, it's because, you know, I can't handle, you know, a lot of mentally ill people can't handle it because it makes you angry because you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything criminal. You just did something that a doctor can help you with. And it's not even on other people to tell you that you're ill. It's on doctors. So 
If you feel like you need help, you go to a psychiatrist and you listen to them, but don't listen to your neighbors and your and your family or whoever else might consider you lesser. People will consider you lesser and you'll change. So you'll change and people are going to consider you lesser for seeking help. And being one of those people, one of the people who sees psychiatrists. Well, suck my balls, you know. That's the kind of attitude you have to have because you're in it for you and psychiatrists can help you. And with that, I'll end the episode right at 20 minutes. This is for mentally ill people primarily. I probably won't share this episode with people who... Because if you're if you're biased and prejudiced against the mentally ill, I don't think I can really help you with that. You won't listen to me anyway because I'm just some crazy guy, right? So I don't really care what idiots who don't know anything think. I just care what psychiatrists and psychologists think. I care what they think a lot because they're behavioral scientists. They try to predict shit. But, you know, people who are like, oh, you're more likely to be violent against me now. You're more likely to hurt me now because you are this or that. It's like, man, that hurts. And I would suggest just cutting those people out of your life because there are people who understand mental illness. Just find other mentally ill people. Just be friends with other bipolar people if you can't find anyone who doesn't talk down to you. Just be friends with other bipolar people then. That's what I did. So yeah. Thank you everybody. I think I'll close it out there.